0: Right, so I'm uh, a minor or GRC test on GitHub. You know, I'll be talking about Gridcoin today. Uh, so, just a bit of personal history about like my experiences with Boink and stuff like that. So, I first encountered Boink when I was like, I don't know, maybe twelve or thirteen, when my dad was running, you know, SETI, uh, the the screensaver, and you know, I wasn't into computers back then, you know, and uh, but it was really cool, you know, to, you know, this like uh, search for aliens and stuff. It was pretty neat. Uh, you know, I got seriously into uh, Boink in about two thousand fourteen. Uh, You know, after uh, Gridcoin's release, uh, I ran a 6 kilowatt cluster uh, of like second or really like fourth hand like servers of like, you know, Boink forums and stuff. Uh, Half of them broke, but it's another story. You know, uh, I began developing the Gridcoin website when I was working at Hewlett Packard. uh, Just in my spare time when I had a bit of a so I wasn't bored, you know. Uh, After leaving Hewlett Packard, I dedicated most of my time to boards, you know, Gridcoin and Boink and stuff like that. Uh, and you know, began working on Bitcoin-related projects, uh, not just the web development stuff. Organizing the community, and uh, it, at the beginning, it was a very small, tight community, and now it's grown quite significantly. So, you know, we've got thousands of members, and uh, one problem we've got is like all of our users split over like you know, ten different communication channels. So, you know, you got to send uh, notifications everywhere, but you know, people are always online. it's pretty cool. And it's, Bigger community now, so uh, we hold teleconferences uh, called Hangouts uh, on Mumble, it's similar to like you know Teamspeak. Uh, we've held thirty-eight Gridcoin Hangouts. They range from like an hour to like four hours long. So if you want to hear us drone on about you know Gridcoin, uh, you know tune in. Uh, we've also held uh, like eight Boink interviews uh, with project admins. I think Erkin was the guy that uh, you know actually did the interviewing. I just listened in to most of them. Uh, but those are pretty interesting. I think you like them the most. The gridcoin stuff is very, you know, niche towards gridcoin. That's mostly towards uh, boink related stuff. And uh, currently, I'm studying a uh, in, uh, a master's in data science, uh, part time. So I've just completed my first year there, and uh, you know, the rest of my spare time I, uh, I dedicate towards like uh, cryptocurrency projects within the uh, the gridcoin and the bitshares networks. So that's what I do. So what's Gridcoin? It's it's a cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin, except it rewards point computation in a decentralized manner. So there's not a single person that's got like all the coins and hands them out, you know, similar to like, uh, that's how Purecoin and Foldingcoin work, I think, maybe specifically uh, Foldingcoin. so yeah, it aims to help offset people's uh, electricity bills and, you know, retain users. Uh, the reality is that electricity costs money, you know, and uh, I'm sure many of us have had large electricity bills in the past, like that, the six kilowatt cluster I had was like £600 a month I was paying at the time, which is pretty crazy, you know, it was fun at the time though. Uh, so yeah, it launched in two, late 2013 uh, by... Uh, Rob Halford it was originally uh, using the script uh, consensus mechanism Uh, that was chosen because at the time it was uh, you know you could use CPUs and GPUs to uh, you know to create blocks but then uh, we had to migrate to proof-of-stake because of uh, ASICs which are dedicated hardware you know that can crunch uh, you know blocks really easily and uh, we faced potentially having like you know a single person mining every single block to which it would no longer be decentralized and there was fear of like, you know, attack. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, late 2015, we made that switch over. Uh, I was a bit upset about that because I bought an ASIC, but on the other side, uh, you know, it caught fire. So probably it was a good thing, you know, uh, that we moved over. Uh, So yeah, uh, Gridcoin, Team Gridcoin specifically. uh, we came. We I think in two thousand fifteen we started doing the Formula boink stuff. You know, uh, the competition uh, we registered. I think we came like maybe eighth, and then uh, two thousand sixteen we came first, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, it's, uh, and then this year we've continued to uh, increase our lead by another twenty five percent, which is pretty decent uh, with regards to like you know point stats, uh, non asic uh, related statistics were first for uh, recent average credit, and uh, we're second for total credit, so that's historical credit. Uh, I think in about two weeks time, we'll be first for total credit as well. So that'll be fun, you know, uh, we'll celebrate that. Uh, so how do you earn Gridcoin? So there's three methods of earning Gridcoin. Um, <coughs> if you just want to invest, you can, uh, you know, you buy some grid coin and then you can stake uh, blocks and earn interest, basically it's 1.5% over the year if you stake continuously. Uh, if you want to earn Gridcoin for your point computation, you can either uh, do it uh, on your own through solo uh, crunching or solo staking, uh, it, which requires that you actually have a, a balance of Gridcoin, right? Which is a bit offsetting, uh, you know, you know, it potentially off puts new users coming in, but that's something we're trying to get over in the future. But uh, yeah, Sorry,
1: basically. Quick question. Um, where does the one point five come from? Is that just chosen
0: by the Bitcoin developer? Uh, that was just in. The, well, we had uh, when we switched from proof of work to proof of stake, we changed the economic variables. So, mm-hmm. we, like, reduced the amount that was being output because you know, in, you know, with the old system, we were having like you know a huge uh, interest rate, which mm-hmm. effectively would make it worthless. So, you know, you if you bought like hundred pounds worth of grid coin, it'd be like you know, worth less than the next year or whatever. So. Uh, yeah, I mean these economic variables can change with network uh, sufficient network consensus. It would require like a, a hard fork and stuff, you know. So uh, yeah, with solo crunching, you uh, when you stake a block, you you get your rewards for boink on top. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll explain how we actually track statistics. You know, uh, we create a daily super block which contains <laughs> the uh, the boink statistics for our registered users. You register your uh, your CPID, and we will. Go ahead. Can you
2: step back and maybe define some of the terms?
0: Like, what is a block? A block is, uh, right, so a block contains transactions, right? So uh, everyone is trying to create the next block in the blockchain, yeah? And uh, uh, you, when you solve, like, the calculation with, with proof of work, you create the block, you verify transactions, and then everyone moves on to trying to create the next block. So in a decentralized manner, you create, like, a, uh, you know, it's difficult to explain, you know, but it's worth looking into, like, you know, uh, Bitcoin because it's very similar to, it, you know, uh, basically we all try and create blocks one after another and it, they contain transactions, there's nothing else really to it apart from how you create the block, you know, whether it's uh, proof of work or proof of stake, just how we all.
1: computationally intensive to make a block?
0: Uh, with proof of work, yes, with proof of stake, no, it's dependent on how many coins you have. Uh, the more coins you have, the more... Um, Frequently, you will stake a block. You know, increases your odds of staking. Uh, so the more coins you have, uh, the greater the frequency you can access your point rewards. You know, when you, re- you register your CPID, uh, when you next when you next stake a block, you will uh, we will take the time difference and reward your point statistics. You know, between that time and then from that point onwards, it's between each block that you stake, that we track your old rewards and you get your interest and then your your point rewards in time. Uh, if you don't have like uh, you know money to invest to go solo, which it does require like a few thousand grid coin, which is a couple hundred you know pounds, uh, you can use the pool, uh, which is you know is open source. It's grcpool.com. Uh, so you don't need to invest, and it will stake on your behalf and distribute uh, your rewards uh, with a small fee. Uh, <laughs> the downside of using the pool is that you give up your uh, you know your statistics uh, that are being tracked on uh, you know point stats and all the other community statistics websites it's only tracked on uh, you know the pool website and uh, you know so you kind of give up your identity on point to a certain degree and you can only earn grid coin within team grid coin that's primarily why we've risen in the, uh, the team ranking you know so uh, grid coins future where we're going to go from here uh, so we're Hopefully, going to work towards removing the mandatory team requirement. I mean, it was in place because, primarily, because people were earning, uh, you know, multiple tokens, you know, from different systems like Ripple at the time uh, when Gridcoin was initially released, was you know distributing tokens to, uh, I think, World Community Grid users and stuff. And uh, Rob didn't like that, so. It's been, it's been set in place because, well, we want to be first in the rankings, and we've achieved that. So now that we've achieved that, we've got moved to move towards removing it and rewarding the entire point community. There are technical difficulties in that, though. So some of the difficulties we've got are, uh, well, basically, we need to re-architect uh, Gridcoin to a certain degree. Uh, you know, we have had uh, security researchers point out issues with Gridcoin recently, which we have patched uh, several of the issues. You know, uh, there are some things remaining, uh, like information in the blockchain that's disclosable, you know, it's not, it's not brilliant, uh, uh, with regards to reliability, it's like, uh, mind I said, uh, the stuff about um, the daily super block, right, that contains like the point statistics and the point projects, uh, in the last couple months, uh, block, uh, projects were getting, uh, you know, left out, or there was, it was just not well formed. So the point rewards were uh, not being accurately tracked and basically falling apart and we we're basically falling back on just the proof of stake rewards, you know. So that's not desirable, people were upset and it's got a bit better, but it's not solved. You are just pick patches over the problems, you know, it does require solving a, a different way uh, and improved decentralization, you know, we have... Uh, basically have like master keys to control the whitelist you know so we have like a community vote like do we want a new project then and then rob basically signs the uh the project being in the whitelist Likewise, you can use this master key to delete uh you know cpids off of the uh the network you know if you've uh if someone's stolen your cpid that's a good thing but on the downside you know this is centralization to a certain degree uh, it's not as bad as Someone giving you the tokens directly—it's still decentralized issuance of like your rewards, but you know there's inherent decentralization. I mean, what if Rob got you know kidnapped or if his plane went down, we'd be in trouble, you know? Um, so uh, with regards to scalability, this ties to the uh, the manager team requirements. So say if we just removed the team requirement now, and we had like a rough number, like ten thousand people run the point client. Uh, sorry, the grid coin client. We would have a problem with, uh, you know, politely scraping the statistics from Pywiks project servers. We download the, uh, the user XML, like gz dump. Uh, and if we had like ten thousand people try and download that on a daily basis, or more, as an, an accidental DDoS to a certain degree. Uh, on small projects, it's only you know a couple megs, but for a set here well community grade, it's hundreds of megs. You know, so that would be a problem. Uh, so. How would we solve that is, you know, reducing the amount of people that are responsible for creating the super blocks. So only like, you know, 50 people maybe would scrape that file rather than thousands of people. You know, uh, In regards to the reward calculation accuracy, uh, currently we base our rewards on recent average credit, rack. So, uh, you know, it's between the, the registration and block and then blocks from then onwards, right? The problem with rack is that it doesn't take into account peaks or troughs, you know, in your computation. So say you stick a block and you've got a large, uh, you know, uh, rack and then you do no computation for a while. And then you start your computation again and you stick another block. It will look like to our system, you've been crunching up so it's that's, that's not brilliant. So the proposal is to uh, take into account the difference in your total credit since the last Time, you know, proportional to the difference in total credit for the, the team or for the entire community. That way, you know, we're accurately tracking how much computation you're doing, uh, taking into account peaks and troughs. It's more accurate, you know. Uh, so that's quite desirable. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see this stuff that we're developing, check out the the GitHub uh, wiki and the issues where you know we're arguing over what we're going to do. You know. Uh, a problem that we have is that, uh, similar to the boink, you know, email lists, we we'll have like large uh, com- discussions that last months, and then don't really have like a, a formal proposal that we're all a- agreeing on. You know, perhaps there will there will be several proposals, but we do have a an inbuilt voting mechanism, so you can vote with your balance and your your uh, boink, uh, you know, rack across all projects. So we do take into account like consensus in that manner for decisions. What I'm going to be focusing on uh, in the workshop, uh, you know, on the Friday hack day thing, uh, aside from I would be interested in the Docker stuff, uh, you know, uh, is potentially introducing a single one uh, user data field to the profile. I initially created a a pull request to add in like 35 cryptocurrency addresses. That was way overboard. And I primarily did that because, uh, you know, I had uh, created the, uh, you know, I'd created it myself, you know, this blank. I did mod basically and uh, I won a hackathon basically Point at using <laughs> this uh, so I was like oh I might as well do a pull request because you know otherwise it's just sitting and, and no one's ever going to use it so it was pointed out that cryptocurrencies and virtual currencies uh, code directly related to it is not allowed in you know the point code base uh, you know as you know stated by like the PMC so uh, you know, this is is like a step back. There's not 35 different cryptocurrency addresses and stuff like that, you know, it's not naming directly by fields. So it's basically just a single field, user data, uh, It's indirect to a certain degree. It's not like, you know, an endorsement by each of your projects for like 50 different cryptocurrencies, which ultimately don't know anything about Boink, you know? Uh, so why would we want, oh, also, uh, yeah, I minimized uh, Dump so rather than downloading like you know the full 200 megabyte file, uh, what would be great is if when someone fills this user data field, it you know it populates in a new dump. So if no one fills it out, it's empty. You know, Uh, that way we reduce the amount of data we're scraping. Uh, Hopefully, that could uh, you know help us out with uh, the scalability and politeness of scraping in the future. So yeah, uh, why would do we want this, uh, or why do I want this uh, user date field? So it hopefully will enable us to prove uh, CPID ownership. Currently we do like local checks, you know, uh, within the client to verify that you own that CPID, basically checking are you logged in, you know, uh, is the email that you've provided in the configuration file uh, that which makes up the email, the CPID, you know, so, um, and the rest of the network basically checks, is this uh, correct, uh, you know, CPID, is this, you know, are they in Team grid coin? And then they just assume it's correct, you know? So, and there's also uh, problems with, uh, you know, if when the, you can, uh, basically your registration expires after six months, there's uh, recently, back to security, someone pointed out that you can do a replay attack and potentially steal someone's CPID registration so you start taking someone else's rewards. It's rare, you know, it's every six months and, uh, you have to get in before the other person re-registers, but it's a potential, you know, attack vector. Uh, but yeah, it's not just for Gridcoin, I mean, Gridcoin's great, but there are, you know, problems with like having to redesign it to a certain degree and also, you know, uh, disagreements come about and it'd be great if we'd be able to do, just put away and do our own separate projects for, you know, currency for Boink and stuff and, uh, you know, Having this field in a scrapable manner could mean that you don't need to run a full cryptocurrency network. You could just, you know, go on Ethereum and like scrape all the Ethereum addresses and distribute a, a token that manner, you know?
1: Is the scrapability the scrapability is a is a unique part of this versus just like having the users put something in their like profile or something Well like yeah, this.
0: we could do that. I mean like uh, you know, for folding at home, uh, they have like your coin and they require you to put in like uh, like a tag into your username, and I mean, we could do that, but it's not really professional, and it's also kind of impolite, basically spamming fields that aren't appropriate for that use. You know, uh, so yeah. Hopefully, if we have this field, we, we just have a space delimited, you know, multiple uh, addresses put in there, and it will increase competition against Gridcoin, which will spur on, you know, uh, innovation. And uh, ideally, what will happen is that for the one working that unit that you complete, you'll get not just Gridcoin, it will be many tokens in the future. So that's really the desirable outcome, uh, ultimately offsetting electricity costs. So uh, how'd you find out more about Gridcoin? So our official gridcoin.us website has uh, just been redesigned, looks pretty nice, did it myself. <laughs> uh, it's you know a, a central portal for all of our community links. Uh, we've got the official uh, G- G- GitHub repo, uh, Gridcoin grid research, and then we've uh, Created a community organizations because uh, you know we had many uh, Bitcoin repos and problems with uh, you know uh, a single person being in charge of pool requests and committing and stuff. So hopefully this will help out organization in the future. Uh, yeah, likewise our community, as I said earlier, it's split across like twenty different platforms. So we're on Steemit, uh, which is like Reddit but cryptocurrency oriented. <laughs> uh, we're on Reddit. Uh, in, this is our forum, where we're primarily located at, uh, and we're on Slack, Telegram, Mumble, Discord, everything. You know, uh, you can get those links in the Gridcoin website. So yeah, that's it. Uh, any questions about Gridcoin, or, you yeah. know? Yeah. I have a question about, uh, you, you had
1: uh, just said that you're basing the Amount of grid points you, you give out to the volunteers as based on a REC, and you want to change that to um, total, credit. total credit. So, um, not long ago, we had an incident at Einstein at home where, for an unknown reason and still unknown reason, we um, awarded uh, a huge amount of credit to for certain work units um, and uh, without any. Uh, yeah, we, we over awarded uh, credit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I couldn't find out the reason for that. It should not have happened, but apparently it did multiple yeah. times. And um, aren't, you, aren't you, I mean, and I, I as an administrator can also judge yeah. the amount of credit everyone has uh, on, on Boeing. Whereas, I mean, there is clearly an attack vector. The mm-hmm. uh, question is would a project do this? And would they I mean you couldn't give or you couldn't take the uh grid coins back. So if mm-hmm. I have the grid coins, I don't care if you yeah uh, ditch the project afterwards. I I got them already.
0: True. So, so there's the, a there's a couple things there. So I didn't specify the uh, Well okay, so in terms of like total credit, it'd be in dif- the difference in total credit. So if this was like a one off thing you know, like suddenly there's a large spike into it, that wouldn't be like, from then on, that guy's getting 99% of the rewards. It'd be like, okay, you stake a block, and so you get like a huge reward, or a large reward that one instance. And then from then on, you know, it's just, the difference is less because the, hopefully the glitch goes down, but you're right. The,
1: Sorry, small side question, not to the fact, uh, but is there a maximum reward you can get, or
0: can you? Uh, we distribute 50,000 Bitcoin a day, uh, between someone, all projects.
1: Yes, when error just got 10 bajillion credits, could they? would their reward be every grid point? No. 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 A map, yeah, of, there is like a max
0: we output, you know. So project administrators do have a centralized risk. You could go in and start modifying the statistics directly. And, you know, say you created like 10 accounts and gave it like a small amount of credit for each of them. That'd fly by unnoticed, you know. So if you want to do that, shit. Yeah, what could we do, you know? Uh, ultimately if it is discovered that the project admins have corrupted the system to a certain degree uh, we can vote the project out and then it's going to be difficult to get voted back in because people are going to remember that you know uh, but ultimately difficult to prove you know but uh, in regards to how rewards are distributed amongst the projects I actually miss this out of the, the presentation we distribute uh, fifty thousand red coin a day amongst all the projects uh, you know so equally we reward the project. So, you know, a brand new project of only like 100 people running it is distributed in the same amount of grid coin as like World Community Grid. So all projects are treated equally. So uh, with regards to the amount that you could earn in the one go, you know, uh, when we go over the 50,000 a day, uh, we've got this like magnitude calculation that will reduce the amount of rewards that you'll get. So, uh, you know, you'll get a smaller amount uh, when you stake when more than 50,000 are released in a single day. Uh, did I miss anything? Any other questions? Um,
3: following on really on the rack question, neglecting mm-hmm. mm-hmm. accidental problems like uh, Christian has just said, does it concern you that although there is a formal definition of credit in terms of flops um, crunch and mm-hmm. by-products, projects, there's a, there's a huge disparity at the moment in the amount of credit awarded which appears in both total credit and in rack mm. um, by the different uh, buying projects. Looking at my own statistics, I can see that I participated in SETI Germany's Wow event last month and got up to highest rack of about 125,000 mm. with the same kit. Now that I'm back to my normal crunching, I'm getting 1.5 million. Yeah, It's a different project yeah. with the same kit. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm doing the same flops,
0: mm-hmm.
3: my rack, which is supposed to reflect flops, mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah, true. And does that concern you and yeah. are you doing anything about it? Well,
0: because we reward projects on an individual basis, you know, and equally. Uh, one project rewarding a million credits and another recording rewarding only like one credit doesn't matter i mean it's contained within their own project you know so it's proportional to one another what you're getting rewarded i mean it is a bit annoying that like you know say bitcoin utopia is rewarding a billion credits you know a second or something like that uh ultimately i think it does come to put it up on the wall uh, that the the credit new uh credit system is kind of uh it's quite old, and a lot of people create a homebrew a, a version of the credit system on an individual project basis, you know, and uh, I created a, a thread in the point forms, uh, you know, titled like a fourth generation credit system, and it got like three pages of discussion, uh, some people being like, ah, oh, Gridcoin sucks, and other people being, you know, like, oh, yeah, we've been asking for this, and there's uh, some really good answers. I think it's worth reading, at least if you're, and if you have created your own credit system, uh, you know, I think a, a unified credit mechanism would be quite decent, or at least an upgraded version, So that, it, or like a template, you know, rather than having everyone create their own homebrew, you know, credit. Rate or like I problem.
3: would echo that final point. There is, I think, a scientific problem mm-hmm. here, because when on the Boink front page, Boink reports total um, clocks mm-hmm. of the Boink community, and it does it by reverse engineering from the mm-hmm. rack. Yeah. If the rack is suspect, then the claim of total flops for distributed computing yeah. is also suspect. Yeah. And if you're going to funders, as I know David does, and says our community does this much work, I think that the figure is
0: yeah, curious. it's not accurate. You know, what would be brilliant on the topic of credit is if, like, you could, uh, you know, benchmark your computer's ability to you know, like hit a button and uh, it would tell you how much credit you could potentially earn on an individual project basis. That way we'd have a lot more users actually, uh, you know, t- attempting to run Boink, you know, in a profitability sense. I mean, if you're doing proof of work, you're going to be like, oh, okay, my graphics card can do 100 mega hashes or whatever. Uh, you know, so you can work out a return investment and stuff. Whereas with Boink, you have to run an individual project for like two weeks to build up a, a rack before you can be like, okay, what's my potential earning capacity? Uh, and what's my return on investment equipment? And, uh, you know, you have to really look up what other people have managed to get credit-wise with the similar uh, systems. And that's kind of as difficult because there's different work uh, being distributed. There's uh, you know, potentially people uh, messing with the credit system uh, in a cheating manner, but yeah, and also people hide their holes. So,
2: for anybody who's interested in benchmarking, you speak to Eric.
3: Yeah,
2: Eric, you know, you know about benchmarking, you? a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. so I just... oh, was just basically saying like it'd be cool if the uh, within the point client if you could like benchmark how much rack you could get on an individual project basis so that more people could you know ahead of dead you know crunching uh, work out their profitability for grid coin or similar point based cryptocurrencies uh, you know because if you're gonna invest serious money into like a hardware you need to know it ahead of time if it's actually feasible and stuff yes, and yeah. a, kind
2: of Benchmarking and cost and standardization is, is a, is a well-understood problem that still hasn't been a way been solved. I mentioned Eric when did you start doing benchmarking? In the 70s. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> and, the the and, that, and in fact, so so I went to see Eric two years ago to talk to him about benchmarking because we were doing benchmarking for procuring cloud resources. Mm-hmm. So this this idea of money
3: and measuring. Understood. Problem, mm-hmm. but it's I agree that it's it's not necessarily easy because
2: you know you have to kind of you know, trying to, trying to ascertain value for money is is always difficult because of course you have physical network well, you know, the physical performance of the of the CPU which you can measure but then you have how does that uh, relate to your application
0: performance
2: Yeah, uh, and I think things like credit U they try to give credit more on how your application performs, rather than the pure the physical metrics of the processor. Mm. But when it comes to, to procurement, then you're, you're basically buying wall time yeah. on the standardised thing, which is almost like the kilogram in Paris, it's just an arbitrary thing that they, yeah. uh, they decided to call, this is a standard compute Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So be, it would be cool if there was like an equivalent, you know, megahertz or mega hashes per second for a boink, you know, but it's a difficult problem.
2: Yeah, but I, I mean, just to, I, I think one of the, the difficulties I see is that all the things that you're building on is a weak foundation. Yeah. So <laughs> you're making an assumption that the, the credit is something uh, so, in all this stuff, the, the, the key word is trust. Yeah. You trust the project, you trust we're not doing anything wrong, and you're trusting the credit system. Yeah. And I think that trust is misplaced because, uh, you know, we've seen internally what's going on with credit and how... For us, it's just some black magic that we don't really understand random things happen, and... I think it's something that, that needs to be addressed. I yeah. I'm not Necessary. I have some concerns about gridcoin. We can talk about later, um, but uh, I think that the key thing here is, is I think, less about gridcoin mean, and this is great that you're doing that stuff and, and it's good that if we could work together. But I see the key thing being the credit system, and this is something where I think we can, we can
0: improve. Yeah, certainly, I agree. Uh, it'd be good to reopen then, that. if pre- you
2: pre- if you provide the the perfect uh, the pressure the motivation and. Making an
1: effort
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to, to look
1: into this. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> to me, the um, I totally agree about the concerns. Um, uh, but the credit part seems very solvable in some sense. I mean, I don't know, even just now sitting here, uh, just as an idea, I thought, you know, the Bitcoin network could just periodically run test jobs from different different projects and see how much credit they got mm-hmm. compared internally to I don't know, something like that It seems plausible right mm-hmm. but i feel like the 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 problem of, of <coughs> an evil that one seems harder yeah i mean this this is
2: something unless you completely design redesign the point to be some kind of super secure thing where you know this is
3: something that's called edit things so i mean yeah but at the end of the day you do have the read of what we
2: because the guy would keep and uh, you have to you have to trust these guys. Mm-hmm. As you said, there's there's reputational risk of the organisations. In many cases, this is this is this is strong enough. I mean, coming to the well-established projects, you're pretty sure that these.
0: Yeah. <coughs> uh, there is a risk for new projects. You know, someone could create a project, looks real, and they distribute work out But you know, there are some. You know things going on in the background, they're rewarding themselves, but as you saying, and, you know. And
2: we, we have internally had a number of, I let to say security issues related to, to Bitcoin.
0: Yeah? Yeah. But related so we, botnets and stuff like that. Sorry? Related like botnets and stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. Similar things that people, it, from a sociological point of view, it changes people's motivations and yep. mindsets, mm. and it encourages people to behave in a way that is not in line with our organisation. Let's uh, let's put it that way. True. Uh, true. So we, we have we have had a few issues uh, related to this. Mm-hmm. And which uh, again we can talk
0: about. Yeah, totally I have talked but, about that. So yeah, this, this
2: I, I don't necessarily see this being again a fundamental thing wrong with Gridcoin because uh, but that, I think it does very mm-hmm. Another thing uh somebody pointed out to me they went to your website and within two clicks they were at a marketplace which was offering drugs for sale and again this is not something that we would want to be associated
3: with but there again you can also buy drugs in euros so yeah
2: uh, it's, again it's not not something necessarily wrong with the concept mm-hmm. but we have to be a bit careful and i think this is one of the reasons why we don't necessarily want to endorse this mm-hmm. because that uh, it does bring quite a lot of risk for us reputationally, but I don't think we should necessarily necessarily stand in the way of innovation.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. If anyone doesn't like redcoin you know, rewarding users, just say something, and we can remove it from the whitelist. You know, and we can start rewarding individual projects. You know, it's not a problem uh, that can happen within, like, you know, an hour or something like that. Uh, it does change people's mentality. I mean. Pe- uh, the the thing is that ninety nine point five percent of the bot community do it entirely for free. Still, it's a very very small amount of users that are in Team Bitcoin that do it for money. You know, uh, people uh, have cheated in the past year you know, and done malicious stuff purely based on you know the leaderboard. And you know, uh, likewise, botnets have been around because you know they didn't want to maybe. Distribute uh, malware in a worse way. I don't know, it's a terrible way of putting it But we've definitely got a problem with at least one botnet that's jumping about the place Which kind of sucks. Distributing it through like game cracks, you know, so it's messed up Any other questions? There is a difference um, between cheating for getting red coin
1: and cheating to get a higher place in the leaderboard because uh, if you just cheat to get a higher place, um, the credit might get removed if the project administrator is responding to it. But I, uh, yeah, I, I think the other thing is, this just shifts it into a different
2: legal framework. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, somebody trying to get behind a leaderboard is uh, naughty. Somebody doing this to, to create money is fraud. Yeah. So this takes the uh, so if somebody is using resources that on for that reason, this changes the consequences of this from being a slap on the wrist, don't do that, to being some kind of legal procedure against them. So it does, and then you get you know again when you get into giving people real money. Transactions. This puts you in a different policy framework. And so I think this is one of the reasons why we would like to stay away from that. But yeah, it does bring an awful lot of complexity. But again, if 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 we can create a, a well-defined boundary, then it should be okay.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, it's. If the project administrator was distributing out the rewards themselves, then you would have to consider your volunteers as workers, probably, and give them rights. You know, whereas right now it's external; they're still volunteers to yourself. In terms of you know, uh, if they're cheating to get money, that turns into fraud. You know, uh, we can you know kick these users out at the moment. You know, from the, the Gridcoin network to a certain degree, we raise their CPID, we get you know them banned from projects, uh, but. We're not going to press charges against you know uh, these people because a you know I don't own I'm not Gridcoin you know and there is no Gridcoin entity you know uh, yeah uh, it's a, it's tough definitely but again you can opt out if you don't if you don't like it uh, yeah I'm sorry if it brings attacks to your projects and stuff which yeah you know. all right uh, a good
1: discussion uh, I think we should move on for right now sounds good. Thank <laughs> you.